Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the World Cricket Show with me, Adam Bayfield, and Tony Kerr. Evening. Coming to you live from St. Lucia after the third day of the test match here. Uh, we're outside of our villa by the pool again. Do you want to, can you paint a picture for the listeners, Tone? Uh, yeah, we've managed to find the light, so <laughs> it's a little bit more illuminated than last night when we were sitting or more, more or less in the pitch black. Yeah, we've but, been uh, podcasting in the dark the last two nights, but it's, uh, it's, it's floodlit tonight. Yeah, it's brighter. You'll be able to hear the cicadas, as I'm led to believe they are not crickets, as I've always thought they were. Well, it would make sense if it was uh, crickets, wouldn't it? Because it's uh, yeah. the uh, world cricket show. There we go. It's the perfect backdrop. Yeah, so there's a bit of background noise, but if uh, Atma... <laughs> still got to go. You stop coughing on the podcast. Literally, as soon as we switch the mics on, you start coughing every night. I think I've got the yips. Uh, anyway, so yeah, there's a bit of background noise. The, the moon is sort of a crescent moon. Mm. Uh, we're about... Beautiful I don't know, 100, 100 metres from the beach, probably less. Beautiful description. It's like having Wordsworth with us. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I've got a, a pit-on lager beer in my hand. Uh, yeah, things are good. Yeah, we've just eaten a bit of uh, macaroni pie. and We've just eaten, uh, I've lost count, but maybe six to seven different carbs. <laughs> I'm feeling the effects of that. Yeah, we had just a big like buffet dinner that was mainly carbs, just like rice, noodles, macaroni pie. But it was great. It yeah. was really good. So uh, we have had a good day, and so have England. Uh, it's been a very good day for England at the test. Um, the, the first day was decent. The second day was fantastic, and, and this has been dominant, you'd say. Um, yeah, after Mark Wood decimated West Indies on day two for 154, that is rain. It's <laughs> starting to rain. Oh, do we need to go inside? Oh, it's quite a big cloud. I think we should. Should we go inside? Well, oh, look go look, look the at the cover. pool. It's absolutely tipping it down. We, yeah, yeah, let's can't go to the cover. I'll grab... I'll, you grab... Grab that. Grab something. Just pick up something, for God's sake. <laughs> There's so many wires, and I'm plugged in as well, so you've got to lead me right. carefully beside the pool. Don't drop the mics in the pool. Yeah, the pool's the giveaway. I mean, we, we, <laughs> it's not exactly chucking it the down. The people we were there giving us very strange looks. Yeah. Started to rain. Can everyone just get out, please? We've got important business. Right, Tone, we've moved inside. We're on the sofa. Uh, so what was I saying? I was, I was telling you what had happened at the test match today. So yeah, yesterday, West Indies bowled out for 154. England were, what, about 19, 20 for none at the close. So today has been a batting day, uh, and they've batted very well, you'd have to say. Joe Denley made 69, uh, but the big contribution of the day from the captain, Joe Root, uh, an unbeaten century, 111 not out. He finished on as England... Uh, put together 325 for four today, uh, which gives them a lead of 448 with two days remaining. 
what did you make of it today, Tone? And, and how do you assess England's position in the match now? A pretty strong one, you'd say. Yeah, it's strong. I mean, I guess like this, England's performance in this test match is almost what we probably would have expected from the series as a whole, which is all well and good saying that. But obviously, England have lost two test matches going into this. West Indies don't have their captain. And, you know, the, the intensity is it with the England team. I wouldn't say the, the West Indian team is lacking intensity in this test, but yeah, as far as they're concerned, their, their job is done. So how much can you read into it? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, played well. Denley did well. Butler, another contribution. And Root, a century. I think we were reading before, his last 350s he's converted into centuries. Uh, and for a player who did go a long time, not being able to convert 50s and centuries, that's good. That was like the thing about Joe Root yeah, exactly. for a good while, was that he always got 50 and never got 100. So that's promising. I mean, it wasn't a classic 100 by any means at all. It was, uh, he didn't play many shots. If I, I said to you, it's not a classic 100 from Joe Root. He hasn't played many shots. And then the <laughs> next shot, next ball, he hit a glorious drive, <laughs> uh, glorious off drive down the ground, which probably the shot of the day. Yeah, and, the, and to get to 100 as well, he played another glorious off drive down the ground but yeah I think you, you're right it'd be fair to say it wasn't like a uh, an eye-catching hundred in terms of the straight play but it kind of typical route wasn't it it was very busy ones and twos and scampered threes and you know just kept it ticking over so and you can't fault him for that you know he's not been in the best of form the last couple of years uh, albeit punctuated with a few hundreds but yeah you know good for him and obviously meant a lot to him uh, he was pretty animated, at, you know, when he got to the the century. It was and, a big celebration, wasn't yeah, it? and gave Stokes a, they had a big hug, which you don't often see. Mm. Uh, so yeah, really pleased for him, and you know, obviously that yeah, England now in a hugely dominant position, two days to play, a lead of what do you say, four fifty odd? Yeah, four four eight. Uh, yeah, so you know, England are going to win from here. The question is when? When will they declare? Will they declare? What's going to happen next? Well, what do you think they should do? You know, should they declare overnight or bat on tomorrow? I think they may as well bat for a, an hour at least, just to, as you said earlier, you know, like West Indies did in Barbados. Use the time. You know, they haven't got a huge amount of Test cricket to play before the. We, I need to keep scolding myself for mentioning the Ashes, <laughs> but they've got a huge amount of time to play before the Ashes, so they may as well make the most of the next couple of days. So yeah, bat a bit. Yeah, I think it's fair enough to mention the Ashes at this point because you know, this series is lost. So the next thing really, apart from the one-off test against Ireland, is the Ashes. So it's not like, as is yeah, normally true. the we're case not like when we're talking about like it. Two or three series, are we? Yeah, it's, we're not sort of looking ahead to an Ashes series in 9, 10, 18 months' time. It is, it's coming up pretty soon. So I think it is fair enough. They do need to be thinking about the Ashes at this stage. Um, you mentioned Joss Butler. I mean, encouraging stuff from him. Again today, uh, made a made a fifty today, didn't he? And uh, following up a, a half century in the first innings as well. And he's obviously been moved up to five uh, in the last couple of games. And that to me is a positive move because it, although he had a, an excellent summer and it's you know he his comeback to the team seemed to have been a successful one. It was kind of difficult to know what his role in the team was, and he's somewhat. It was easy to, for him to kind of get lost. He's great for a specific set of circumstances but like a, a specialist batsman at number seven is a bit of a luxury all the time and you do just feel that he he needs to you know if he's gonna play it needs to be as a top five top six batsman and that's a unfamiliar position for him you know it's a bit of a bit sort of nosebleed territory for Joss Butler at five 
but I feel like that's what he needs to do. And it is going to be tough. And it was you know, much easier for him today with a lot of runs on the board. That's a good situation for him. It's harder for him at 20 for three or, or whatever. But that, for me, that if he has a future in the test team, which I think we all want him to, it needs to be in, in that kind of position. Because this is, a, this is a thing that has been a problem for England for a while, that they have so many options at number seven. They've got like six or seven players who would be very at home at number seven, who would be, you know, potentially world-class test match number sevens. Butler, Stokes, Moeen, uh, Folks, Wokes, uh, Curran, you know, they could all, they're, they're, all of them, their best position would be number seven, but they can't all bat at number seven. They've all, you know, some of them have got a bat higher than that. And I think Joss Butler needs to be one of those. And, and yeah, it's been, it's been encouraging to see him do well in that role in this game. So yeah, a pretty good day for England. And it, it does look, as you say, like they're going to go on and win the game from here, which would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice, uh, a, a nice way to end the tour, ending the tour on a high. But is, is there a risk of, you know, of that kind of changing the narrative? And I, I, last night on the pod, I, I used the expression papering over the cracks. Is there a, a danger of that if things end sort of too cheerfully? <sighs> It is difficult. I mean, it's hard to be too negative about a good result, isn't it? But I think you are right. And there has been a lot of papering over the cracks. You know, people have talked about the sort of the way England have been playing, where they've lost heavily or been beaten and then bounced back. And, you know, a win has never been too far away, but like, why is a defeat? So I don't know. It's tricky. I mean, you'd rather be going in, though, to the next few months, next year, off the back of a win here than you know, another chasing defeat, surely. So I don't know. But you, you be, the cracks that were there haven't, or the biggest cracks haven't been papered over there because Jennings didn't make a score today, which is really tough, you know, really tough. And that's disappointing. And, you know, you, you, you'd probably think he's going to have to make way now well, for yeah. a little while. You were saying, you know, you were reading the, the, uh, the report on the BBC Sport website and one of the headlines, one of the like two headlines was Jennings fails again. Yeah. Which, as you mentioned the other night, it's getting to the point of just feeling bad. I know, him. it's really tough. Uh, so yeah, he, you'd think, has, has gone for now. But then, the, yeah, some other some other smaller cracks, perhaps, yeah, are looking to be filled. So, yeah. I don't know, who knows? But yeah, the, it's been overall positive. I mean, it's no coincidence that we're here. <laughs> yeah, you think this is down to us, our presence. Yeah. Has really lifted the team. 100%, just the knowledge that we're here. The awareness. <laughs> yeah, I think, you, you know, you're absolutely right there. It's better to win a game in this manner than not. Um, so, it, you know, it's it's not nothing. Um, I mean, I, this is perhaps presumptuous. You know, we're assuming England are going to win the game from this position, but it would be a, a pretty extraordinary thing if they didn't. Um, so, yeah, better to, to win a game in this way than not win it. But yeah a lot of the problems do still remain the, the the performance here hasn't kind of answered the questions that the the previous two games have flagged up but you know i think after a very chastening couple of weeks it's uh it's it's nice for england fans isn't it it's a a nice tonic i mean you know today it, it was a pretty steady day wasn't it and that, that's probably what we wanted it wasn't the england players didn't come in and just thrash around or, or swing too wildly there were there were a few player misses but yeah for the most part they went about it kind of steadily and that that's what we asked them to do and that's yeah. what they've done and a know, restraint and it's got them into a winning position you know where it's hard to judge yeah you know the absence of holder the absence of you know context in the series the fact it's a dead rubber you know it's a different situation but 
England have played more like a test team, haven't they, in mm. this test match? And they're in a, a position that looks you know, unlosable. So they'll probably say something. Yeah, and, and, and that is encouraging. Another great day for us as spectators, Tony. I mean, we've talked about this on on the pod the last couple of nights, but it's just a great experience, isn't it? I mean, it's a real dream come true, I think, to 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 be here, to be watching a test in the Caribbean. And I'm having the time of my life. It is not, it's not disappointed at all. I'm aware this might be kind of rubbing it in for people listening back home in the, in freezing cold England, but it really is as good as it looks on the TV. You've, you've done your time there. You've eaten enough cereal at four in the morning. <laughs> That's you know, true. Wrapped under a blanket. You've, you've paid your dues, so... You know, we've we've joked in the past that you know about how much you deserved your latest holiday, but yeah. you have earned this one. So uh, <laughs> thanks. But yeah, no, it's, I mean, as a spectator experience, as a as a sporting experience, it's just unparalleled. It really is because we've said over the last couple of days, just the lack of nonsense is just there's no not really any cues apart from for the, for the fish. Mm. Uh, there's no messing. There's no fuss. There's no marshals telling you what to do where you can sit, stand or watch from. And, you know, I don't know if did we mentioned yesterday about the parking. Day one of the test, we got a, a cab uh, to the ground. But, we, you know, this, yesterday we rented a car. Well, we rented a car. Yeah. We drove drove there yesterday and, and paid the 25 uh, East Caribbean dollars uh, to park about 10 metres from the, the gate that we went through yeah, to watch the cricket, uh, which is what about? A fiver well yeah about seven quid yeah so like that. not bad at all anyway they gave you little tickets put in the windshield or in in the um, you know the, the dashboard the dashboard which we did left the ground last night and we're like tried to hand the ticket back and uh like we're like oh should do, do you need to take this back in uh and the woman was like like no it's it's 25 dollars to park for the test match not just a day and she was actually like she seemed annoyed <laughs> yeah. she seemed like offended that we yeah. assumed that we were gonna have to pay every day to park yeah. but actually you, know, you just keep it and you park for the whole test this is how everything should be done absolutely all sport should be organized and played in the west indies <laughs> <laughs> absolutely actually yeah there's been a bit of that like as you mentioned you can just sit wherever you like but you do have assigned seats on your tickets so on, on day one on the first morning when we turned up I was like kind of peering at the tickets and then looking up at the stand trying to work out where our seats were. And in the end, I kind of flagged down a steward and was like, sorry, where can you just show me where where these seats are? And she was she was borderline annoyed. It was like, just sit anywhere what are you talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> and it, it's great. I mean, I mean it, it's great. as we said, it's not, you know, it's not a sellout. Yeah, it would be definitely a sellout. Half full in the stand we're in. Just about. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So you know, if it was a sellout, obviously there might, yeah, people might get a bit more uppity about sitting in your actual seats. But mm. yeah, yeah, take the World Cup off Qatar and just you know, bring it here. <laughs> it's so enjoyable. It's yeah. just incredibly enjoyable. It's I'd venture so far as to say it's the most enjoyable sporting event I've been to. And then add that to the fact that we're on holiday in St. Lucia as well. And it's a, it's a pretty good time not to make everyone too jealous. I, I didn't manage to get on TV today. Had another go at it. I mean, my word, you tried. <laughs> actually, there, there was a, a little girl sitting like three seats along from me with her uh, mum and dad. And the dad was obviously desperate to get on TV as well. And he just, when the camera was like nearby, he started waving frantically. And then they did appear on the big screen and the girl who was probably like two looked really, really shy. But they, they were literally just three seats away. And I, I genuinely contemplated just like bursting in. Yeah, just not pushing her out of the way. I would have, yeah. 
I'd have enjoyed that. <laughs> we saw actually we saw the sky cameras again. My, probably my favourite moment of the day was when at the tea interval uh, they were setting up the sky cameras and Ian Ward was there, you know, getting his microphone clipped on and stuff. And then I suddenly saw from way over on the other side of the ground this figure kind of jogging briskly across the outfield. And I su- suddenly realised it was Michael Atherton. <laughs> and Atherton just jogged over uh, to, to film his piece and the whole crowd gave him a, a cheer and he waved at everyone and it was... Atherton's just a legend. You got quite excited. Uh, yeah. I, when I grew up, I want to be Michael Atherton, I think. Um, Atherton's So that's it, I think. Should we leave it there for today? Be back tomorrow. Um, potentially to report on the end of the test, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Don't want to get too I'd far ahead I'd be surprised if it goes into fifth day at this point. Um, so look forward to that. So we'll speak to you again then. In the meantime, keep an eye on our social uh, we're posting lots of content on social. I mean, essentially, this holiday tone is what it is is a content gathering exercise, getting a lot of content. Putting Isn't, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what holidays are now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check out our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm sure you can find those things. Um, but yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks. See you then. Thanks for this time. We managed to uh, stay dry. I think the rain stopped now, but yeah, we've been uh, quite comfortable here on this sofa. So, cheers. See you tomorrow. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 